Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Peace to all, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and a kindly welcome to the beautiful chapel of St. Paul, a special welcome to all those who are in the RCA program. We're about a month away from the great Easter mysteries of welcoming all to those great sacraments. And as we get along this path, we come to this Sunday that, yes, teaches the faithful. Those who obey the Lord God, there is great and beautiful and bountiful blessings in the Frankly, that's not what I wish to focus on tonight. I wish to focus on the beginning half of that. The Lord God tested Abraham. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain. It's just as a sidebar, I've been to that mountain where the transfiguration happened. Now, it's not the Rocky Mountains, don't get it confused, right? It's a great big hill, but it's a nasty, nasty hill. In fact, the Israeli special defenses have a training facility on that hill. It's such a nasty, steep climb. And the point is this. Yes, in following the Lord Jesus Christ, there are many, many trials. I give you this quotation from St. Jose Maria. He says, the test, I don't deny it, proves to be very hard. You have to go uphill, against the grain. And what is my advice? You must say, omnia in bonum. Everything that happens, everything that happens to me is for the good. Therefore, do accept what seems so hard to you as a sweet and pleasant reality. And that's very, very true. Now, I've got a lot of gravity working on me, so I do not like going uphill. I can tell you that right now. But in the spiritual life, as in the practical life, most of the great things are uphill, are they not? I remember when I was very, very young, I got for my 11th birthday a puppy. Hooray. When you're 11, it means more than when you're 46. But anyways, right, I got a puppy, a miniature schnauzer named Max, so cuddly and sweet and all this sort of thing. And it was shortly after that, because puppies run all over hill and dale and that kind of thing, that my family went over to Devil's Lake. Some of you might know Devil's Lake in Bermuda, just up Highway 12. We grew up not far from Everyone was all excited. I was not excited. They, I don't honestly remember why. I'm such a cheerful, happy fellow. I don't know why I wouldn't be so happy. Right? But I was being cranky. So mom and the puppy went up. My two brothers went 
Audi that said, fine, you want to stand here? Stand here. And off you went. And only because I had to make a choice to go up the hill. And I'll never forget getting up the hill. Do I remember seeing my dad? Yes. Do I remember seeing my mom? Yes. My two brothers? Yes. My sweet puppy? Yes. And what I really remember, have you ever seen a sunset at Devil's Lake when the sun just comes down over the bluffs and the lake turns to sort of golden red and that beautiful, beautiful scene? And my whole family framed that way. It was, as it were, a heavenly vision. And it's one of those lessons we have to learn over and over again. Almost everything that comes good comes when it's hard. Anybody do mountain climbers in football practice, right? Of the 10-yard line and back, and then the 20-yard line and back, and then the 30-yard line and back, and then the 40, and so on and so forth. It's a nightmare, right? Yeah, but that nightmare gets really sweet that in mid-fourth quarter, and it's you're playing middle linebacker, and it's fourth and goal, he comes and tailback breaks right in, and you just go in the hole, and you hit him so hard, his mother cries. And his girlfriend wants to take you because you just smoked him so hard, right? Now, that's not the best spiritual analogy I understand, right? But yeah, when it's hard, it proves to be hard. And a lot of times we think that it's the, it's the denials that are so hard. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to say, well, I'm not going down to the bottom of that bottle. No, I'm not crawling into bed with you. No, I'm not going to that place on the TV screen. I'm not doing it. Right? That is hard. And in that hardness, say, this is a sweet and pleasant reality. It's hard sometimes to witness to our faith amongst our friends or in the classroom. That's the sweet and pleasant reality. But you know what? Sometimes it's even hard to say, I'm going to get up when the alarm goes off because I make the resolution to do a little exercise and then do some prayer. It's going to be a little harder to say yes to picking up that rosary. It's a little harder to say yes to picking up that Bible. It's a little harder to say yes to being very faithful to my small group, or whatever the case may be. But it's in that hardness. It's a test. And I don't deny that it's hard. But that's where the sweet and pleasant reality is. I wish to encourage you again to be very, very faithful. There is infinite blessing found in it. I have not found that anything easy is ultimately worth it. Oh, sure. It's kind of fun to go to Costco or whatever and get that thing of Oreos at the size of your Buick or whatever. But your gut just hurts at the end. And we all know that. And the bathroom's an interesting place later that evening. We get it. Especially the spiritually hard thing. Now, do I remember hitting that tailback so hard that I think his mother felt and his girlfriend wanted to date me? Yes. Did his mother actually be fine? Yes, she was. Did his girlfriend date me? No, she didn't. All right, it was in my head. Right. But that's not the true victory. There's no true victory in causing pain in another person. No, there is true victory. Help my brother get over a problem in his life. You know, it's a true victory. And I've been able to give people an answer to a question. You know, it's a true victory. Walking with someone, here's a hard one, through an addiction. That's hard. If you've ever done it, that's hard. That's 
all the way up. Maybe you've walked and overcome an addiction. That's all the way up the hill. Yeah, but that's a sweet, sweet victory. And so hopefully victories are a little easier, right? It's hitting the alarm clock. It's making your failure to prayer. It's doing your work very well. And be very convinced. Those are the things the Lord God wants you to have victory in. He wants you to do your work very simply and well. He wants you to simply be kind to the person in your work group that's next to you in class, whatever the case may be. He wants you to make bold and see that person with the necklace, the, the cross necklace on and say, hey, where do you go to church? And start up that conversation. He wants that. That's hard. And win those victories. Go up those hills. Yeah, there will be times where the hills are taller. In those and see them as what sweet and pleasant realities and when they come when they come when you have to be faithful whether it's a simple thing like saying your rosary calling your mom you know you should she's gonna ask you that same question she's gonna ask you the same question a hundred million times call her anyways you know you should boyfriend gets a little hands and you gotta remember that oh yeah Grandma gave me those rings with studs on so I can just backhand him like no other, right? He'll remember that, right? That's hard. It's a sweet and pleasant reality. That's what the Lord God wants those little victories. And it's the way up the hill, but it's a beautiful way. And I'll tell you what, if you work hard at that, it will always be really sweet and pleasant. Your holy communion is. The more faithful you become, sacrifice things you will. The more you do it out of love for God. Again, you don't sacrifice these things because you're a moralist and I want to be better than everyone else and all this other nonsense. Because you love the Lord God and you want to strive to be closer to the Lord. If you keep doing that, fight that fight. See, and I don't mean to be morbid. See, in my puppy was great. Max is dead in the backyard a long time ago, okay? Not to ruin the story for you, but that's what happened. Those holy communions will get sweeter, and stronger, and more beautiful. And so, stay very faithful, stay close to our lady. Always stay close to our lady. No matter what happens, don't the day go by where you don't say the decade of the holy rosary. Well, heck, why not a full rosary? Maybe. Stay very close to our lady, keep close to our Lord. When it gets hard, it will get hard. When you have to go uphill, you'll be happy to go uphill. Or if you like the linebacker image better, stick with that one. I don't care. Right? But be very faithful. Have sweet, holy communions. And then one day, many years from now, lay your head down on that pillow for the last, last time and wake up and see the face of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.